0: What up, it's Wednesday, my Honyaks. Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. Hopefully you've had a great week so far. Lensin's pretty good. If not, there's still time to turn around, y'all. I believe in you. So, got a fun show coming for you today. Hopefully, let me know if you employed any of those tips. If, if between Monday and now you have gone to Sam's or Costco, or really Sam's, and employed any of those um but to use any of those tips or techniques we talked about when you get carny called by the AT and T people,
1: I don't know which, I don't know if, or which ones I'm going to try. It depends on how bold I'm feeling that day. We'll see. I might just go with not nah, T Mobile for life, and then just like keep moving. But we'll see. We'll see. All right, we got some goofy news uh, going on <laughs>
0: this week. A couple, couple notes we're going to hit on. So first we got, I heard this clip. We got, we got uh, someone who I really try not to talk about too much because, you know, I don't want to give away that I want to date her. And that's AOC. Because, you know, all us conservatives, we just talk about her because we want to date her secretly. We just love those crazy eyes and that um, horse, those horse teeth. Like, I mean, it's just so attractive. She's so dramatic all the time. Who doesn't love good drama? She uses cool words for the sake of using cool words. Come on. What's not to love? But, anyways, I guess uh, so. There's this bill in the house that's parental right, bill of rights, is what they're calling it, which is crazy. We even have to pass anything like this because you're the parent. You have all the rights to the kid, essentially, right? Like, within, barring, you know, sodomy, like, practices obviously but she was complaining because in this bill of rights if it passes lgbt kids and trans kids are going to be outed just listen to this they're going to be outed to their parents even if it's maybe an un- unsafe un we will we'll say unaffirming that's a paraphrase right there situation for them That's right, the kids are, you know, who maybe are confiding in their teacher, their groomer teacher, who, you know, probably has a pride flag, and talk to them about how they should be gay, it's better to be gay, or trans, whatever, non-binary, I don't know. And they come out, and right now, apparently, schools have some policies in place to keep information from the parents. Now, before we dive into this, and before anyone comes back to me, what about abuse? What about this? You know there's something. We are going to kick all those extenuating circumstances to the
1: curb, such as, and assume it is a normal household, okay? Normal, decently healthy household, okay?
0: And she said this is dangerous for kids because their parents will essentially know everything that's going on with the kids. so. In order of hierarchy, here we have we have the kids, we want to protect the kids, and then the public school government school system has first rights, and then the parents' rights come after that and the school helps filter filter certain information uh, to the parents, so the parents only have what they need to know. you know the ones who produce the children who are responsible for the children. Inside and outside of school, you know, taking care of them, feeding them, clothing them, housing them, nurturing them, all that stuff. Uh, all the school does, you know, is indoctrinate. Well, really, I, I I talked to so many people who went to public schools, and like I didn't learn a thing. I'm like, what are you even? It's just like a daycare at this point, a glorified daycare, and and so that that's that's the that's the hill hill that she's dying on. <laughs> Okay, fine by me. You use that in your campaign, and you make that your primary platform, that parents shouldn't know everything about their kids. Because I don't know last I checked, it's an absolute unquestioned right that as the parent, I, for lack of a better term, I own the child that I created, that I am taking on raising, trying to that is in my family. Like I said, we're throwing out all those, you know, extenuating circumstances that would where there's something weird going on where it's an unsafe home environment. You know, counselors have to step in, report that and blah, blah, blah. Right. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a kid having gender dysphoria or a kid mulling over their sexuality. As a parent, you should absolutely have to know to all my parents out there listening. I'd be curious to know, you know, just your general. Knee-jerk thoughts and reactions. I'm sure, I'm sure you're like, you know what? She makes a good point. We really don't need to know everything about our kid. We just uh, are you getting A's and B's? How's the report card? That's all I really care about. Sadly, sadly, that's too many parents. And we look at school as a daycare and an entity that is responsible for raising our kids instead of us saying, yeah, you go to school all day, every day. But my prim- I, I am the primary. The buck stops with the parent basically is your job your responsibility to make sure your kid is properly educated your kid is inculcated with good sound values can operate and function in society in the world that is your job you are a parent first and sadly sadly I think we've lost that where we've become so obsessed well with well my career my career and then you have kids and you're like all right you kind of treat them like a you, you bounce back and forth, you know? And there's that classic movie plot where the dad works too much. He neglects his son. His son hates him and, resent, and resents him. But it comes full circle. Dad realizes that and he takes a step back. All that good stuff, right? And, and I get that. And that is, that is true to some extent. But we've lost the plot a little bit on, like, first and foremost, your family and cultivating a healthy family life should come first. Now, I get it. We all have to pay bills, and in this middle of Biden inflation, oh my gosh! I know the economy right now. Look, I get it. You're like, well, we used to eat a ton of eggs, but that went out the door. Which got me thinking: Easter's coming up. That that holiday has a totally different tone, given the egg situation, doesn't it? I mean, I guess if eggs come back down in price, I don't know. I just got some uh, dope farm eggs from a from a plug. All right, yeah. Uh, he's basically, he's basically low key cartel in the egg industry. <laughs> Not really, but he's running, he's running eggs across the border <laughs> into Kansas, into Texas, <laughs> Arkansas <laughs> eggs are the new moonshine. But seriously, I, I randomly had that thought cause uh, I was doing some eggs and I was like, oh yeah, if we were, if we want to dye some eggs, we should just use some cheap eggs. And then I go, wait a minute, what cheap eggs? And I was like, oh no. Easter just got wild. Like, for people who like to use real eggs, you've got to be rethinking Easter. Like, it, you're like, oh, shoot, I got to save up like it's Christmas right now and I got to buy all these presents, but I'm just buying stinking eggs. I think a lot more people are going to be switching to those plastic eggs. Speaking of, did you go in on the Easter Bunny? We just did like coloring eggs and egg, Easter egg hunts. We'd never really touched the Easter Bunny. I mean, we obviously were talking about, yeah, this is Jesus' resurrection, Central. But then we just did like Easter egg hunt. We never really, I never really was into played up the bunny, the bunny aspect, which is random. It's eggs and it's a bunny. And there's so much going on there. It's like, what even happened? Was this a Beatles acid trip that decided this holiday? My goodness. But back to the point at hand. You know what? It's just like every single thing that comes out of AOC's mouth i she has fully proven I've said this before way back when you know she just constantly spouts nonsense and throws around the word fascist and all this stu- all this stuff and all these good buzzwords. But when you step back and look at it from a realistic reasonable perspective, you just say she's that girl in high school
1: who is always complaining about or the shoot even that that person at work who's always complaining about the
0: drama that they're in and complaining about it in a way we're like, this stuff just keeps happening to me. And, and they're blind to the fact that they, a, they, they, you know, they love the drama, but that they are, the drama's always around them. There's, they're always kind of in the mix of the drama and stirring it up. And as an, as an outsider and someone who's allergic to drama, I always see those people and go, I see. So I'm going to keep you at a distance because drama, you bring drama. You, you bring that, right? And you're you just kind of always spouting nonsense about this or that, and drama this, drama that. Uh, it's the end of the world, and
1: everyone just wants to date me. That's why they hate me. <laughs> and it's like, okay, look. Yeah, you, that's, that's what you are. And it's become crystal clear at this point. If it wasn't already, like
0: when she first came in office, I was like, I don't know what's going on. And as it went on, uh, my favorite thing, though, recent news with her, since we're just going to talk about her all podcast, she wore this eat the dress, eat the dress, eat the rich dress to the Met Gala What a couple years ago. And big thing, you know, big thing is like you're going to the Met Gala, the like elitist of elite where all these people play pay bukus of money to to go and where like there's just millions of dollars to go and just show off for each other and to say Eat the rich um i think i think this is the
1: the pot calling the kettle black here and then uh the ethics committee or whatever committee
0: in the house uh started an investigation into that because apparently they were looking at some ill-gotten funds to get the dress or something like that basically she maybe wasn't uh it wasn't kosher how she came about that thing and she might have been at the very least bending some rules which is usually rules rules don't ever get broken in dc they ever they always just get bent right and you can just p- spin it a different way to say no i didn't break this rule you know i just kind of just kind of bent it a little bit you know i'm gandalf over here and you got to you got to take this little ring right here and you are got to all the way into the fire's mountain doom uh I don't know how I got Matthew McConaughey. If you haven't seen that clip, that was Matthew McConaughey being Gandalf. And there's this there's a clip, um, TikTok, I'm sure. I saw it on Instagram. It's Gandalf of he's Matthew McConaughey, and this guy does a perfect impression and it's incredible. But I got on that somehow. I don't know how. But yeah. Uh long story long, that's hilarious. The parents, kids are going to be outed to their parents. God forbid that parents know everything that's going on
1: in their kids' lives. Oh, wait. That's the point. Next. So we all know Silicon Valley Bank, you know, did
0: its old belly flop thing. It's a big deal. And the and here comes Papa Daddy government to say, know, oh, we'll insure you even though it's over 250 k all this stuff. Well, I was listening to good old uh, national propaganda morning news. Uh, Show this today and they were talking about it and they talked about there was I guess there's these supervisor supervisors overseers whatever you want to call them from the Fed who like oversee uh, you know moves that banks are making to make sure banks aren't just being reckless and apparently these supervisors knew about it knew about a lot of this mismanagement and uh, made them do absolutely nothing. So they essentially. We're we're there to make sure the kid doesn't go touch the hot stove and melt his hand. And they just, they sat there and they're, oh, the kid's going. Oh, shoot. Oh, hey, Buck, Buck, look, look, kid's going. He's going over there. Oh, yeah, he's going over there. He's going to burn it, man. Well, you know, that's why we're here. What? Well, I'm not doing it. You going to tell him? Nah, nah, I'm sure it'll be fine. He's just walking that direction. He's not actually going to, he is on the step stool right now. He pulled a chair over there and he's stepping on that chair. And he's going to, I know, he's right there. Yeah, he's not going to do it. He knows he's not supposed to do it. Oh, and he just face planted on the stove and melted half his face. Oh, man. Well, who could have saw this coming? Man, they just, they mismanaged this, right? So, well, I guess we'll have to step in and fix this, right? And we'll make a bunch of money because we know, we'll refer him to this plastic surgeon and he gives us kickbacks. Maybe it's not the best analogy, but I think. The point is clear. I was like, wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me that there was federal oversight of the moves this bank was making? They knew about it and said, did nothing. The equivalent of, hey, man, keep a lookout for my shirt. Like, like, don't tell me if I got something in my teeth. Tell me if I got something on my face. Tell me if my zipper's undone, Right. You know, Just the unwritten rules of basic decency with friends and even acquaintances. We're all hanging out. I'm going to tell you that because I know you don't want to be walking around with that if you knew. And it's the equivalent of me not saying anything. You got all sorts of stuff in your teeth. You, you got a dead mosquito on your, on your cheek and your fly's been undone for 30 minutes. And I sat back and said nothing. And then you go up to talk to a girl. It goes sideways. Uh, you get laughed at. You find out all this stuff, and you're like, "Where were you?" And we're like, "I was right here, man, watching the whole thing." That's essentially what they're saying. It's like, "Yeah, it's here. I saw it. I could see it coming." It's like, "Why didn't you say anything?" Huh? That's crazy. Uh, anyways, dude, I hope you're doing all right. Look, we're gonna we're gonna see how we can remedy this. That's essentially what I heard in the news story. I was like, "Wait, wh- wh- what?" they were like, "Yeah." So. They're supposed to, wasn't there any kind of, because he literally, one of the hosts was like asking the, the person who was covering this and bringing the story, he said, you know, isn't there some sort of supervision? And he was like, yeah. And they actually knew about it. And that's where he lost me. I was like, oh, you mean government? Another, another one for government incompetence. We need government in place to do this thing. So, okay, so we get them in place to do this thing. And then they fail at doing this thing. It's just like with the gun stuff, which I'm not going to harp on because. Before we get to it. people always want background checks, background checks, and like, how do you pass a background check? He's a felon. Well, okay, so if he's a felon, it's convicted, and so it's on his record, why would it not show up in a background check? Because maybe it's not reported in the system properly and, and sent out into all the tendrils of the system. This agency doesn't talk to this agency, or this system doesn't talk to this system. So government incompetence is is why the systems are in place to, you know, to, to prevent that. That firewall is in place, but it's not implemented everywhere. So all of a sudden it doesn't work. What am I trying to say here? What am I trying to say? Government can't fix your problems. It doesn't fix all your problems. Government is not the source. Okay? It's not the source. Quit relying on it. Rely Rely on yourself. Rely on your family. Rely on your friends. Rely on your community and then move up. Start individual, then expand out. Don't start communally, societally, at the top level, and then, and then come down. That's, that's essentially a king, a god, if you will. But on that little side note of uh, guns and firearms, I'm not going to dive into the Nashville shooting, that tragedy, because without fail, the more mass shootings we have, the less time is spent in the media saying, we had this tragedy, this is awful, we need to remember those, and obviously you need to cover the facts, but just to, just to allow people to mourn, instantly, tweets, pundits, I've seen so many headlines about this or that, and yeah, this person was supposedly trans, and you know, so that sparked a big debate, and it's instantly political, gun control's back on the docket, because you know, this, the gun did this horrible crime, and a human happened to be holding it, but and, and it just feels like people, can we let the situation breathe? Like the bodies are still so warm. Can we just
1: mourn with and for these families? Can we pray for them? Because it's horrible. It's horrible. And all I want to say on this is a sad fact that I heard today, as it will, I'll say as a recording, because I'm recording this Tuesday, is. The shooter was looking at two schools, and it went scouted out. They went and (laughs) scouted.
0: Whoops! She went and scouted out one school, and said, "Yeah, they got security officers. They got they got security measures." I it's not and decided to go for the other school that didn't have any resource officers, didn't have any
1: security. Path of least resistance. And that, that's what is continually said again and again and
0: again. And the brave officers who came as fast as they can, they neutralized the threat and they stopped more people from dying are incredible. But I think it said 15 minutes was, was the time. And in situations like that, seconds become minutes, minutes become hours. And the, your best defense there is an actual defense in the terms of you know, a resource, o- an armed resource officer, teachers, whatever it may be, right? Certain security measures because having locking doors and in in, as we saw in the situation didn't work, but
1: I grieve for everyone who was lost. It's a sad, terrible situation and,
0: and I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not here to dive into all the you know, the politics that spring forth. When, when, when someone commits heinous crimes with guns, that gets widely covered like this or in such a heinous way. Right. So I'm not here to do that. I said my little piece, but I grieve and I mourn for
1: you. I'm praying for you. Um, man. And I just, I can't even imagine.
0: Yeah. And I don't want these things to ever happen again. The sad truth of our world is there's is evil and there will be evil people doing evil things. For until, until Christ comes back, that's, that's, that's the hard, hard truth of it. We got to deal with it, you know, and we may not always get good answers of why this person or this way, we don't understand. It's not always meant to be understood,
1: we got to keep going, keep soldiering on and we got to encourage each other. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Oh, and it looks like that's all my notes I've got for today.
0: <laughs> so what do you know? With that, we'll end on that sad, somber note. My bad, guys. My biggity bad on that one. But yeah, I, I literally looked at my notes and I was like, "Okay, what's the next note?" And it said, "Prayers for the shooting." And I said, "Son of a gun." All right, yeah, we got it done. We got it done. Um, I feel like there was something else I was gonna say. Nope, 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 Nothing, cool. Hey, we'll close out the show then there. That'll do it for this episode of the Rambling Viking Podcast. I want to thank you for being a part of the Hanya Accord. Remember to go and uh, follow the social media pages, share them around when we post the episode posts, and go and rate the show. Let's grow the Hanya Accord. Let's spread this thing out wide, like eagles' wings. That's how I want our audience to be, just wide spread out sprawling and go have a great week. I hope you have a wonderful week and hopefully go do something hard. Maybe take a cold shower. That's what it was. I heard someone this morning on a sports podcast. I listened to talking about doing you get in the shower and you, and you, you get in the shower as soon as it's turned on and you stand in the cold water until it gets hot, which I did cold showers, but I would just get in the shower and then turn it cold. And I would, I would do the beginning cold sometimes. And, the, and apparently, it's this viral trend that's going around. And I'm saying, wait a minute. Did I? I remember doing this months ago. I'm talking months. You were here. You heard me. You probably even did it a few times if you were if you were real Hanyak. So, I'm not saying that we started a movement, but we definitely started a movement. You're welcome, people. Pat yourself on the back. Good job, you Hanyaks. Proud of you. That's what I was going to say. So, anyways. That's it, though, for real, for real. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for you being on know, Hanyak Horde. You guys have a great rest of your week. We'll see you here Friday to finish out the week. Remember, if you want to sit second chair, you got a story to tell. Please, please, please let me know, and let's get scheduling. Let's get you back on the pod, because it's always better with two. Anyways, that does it for me. That does it for this episode.
1: You guys have a great week. This is your head Hanyak signing off.